Welcome to the Morning Inspiration Podcast with Pastor Walt. At Chosen City Church, we are chosen to overcome, to build, and to be like Jesus. We pray that this podcast will empower you to do the same on today. Today, I'm really, really excited. You know why? Because I get to uh, present to some and introduce to, uh, to others uh, the one and only, the right Reverend um, Lonnie uh, Harris met. Uh, Reverend um, um, Lonnie Harris uh, several years ago at um, at Ebenezer, and he's always been humble. Um, and then I uh, discovered that he was a, a very dynamic and gifted uh, teacher. The man of God can also sing. I don't know if he's going to sing for y'all or not, but uh, it's early in the morning. But uh, <laughs> but I'm just grateful for him. And at this time, I want to uh, open us up with prayer. And then um, then I'm going then we're going to hear uh, from um, uh, Reverend um, Lonnie. Let's do that. Lord, you're awesome. You're amazing. You're such a a great God. Thank you, God, for what you have have been doing in this space and what you continue to do in this space. God, we've come in, God, because we continue to stay committed, God, every day to, uh, to coming into this space during this season of Lent, uh, just to hear from heaven, coming into this space every day um, to encourage one another, coming into this space uh, every day just to uh, be in your uh, presence. Have your way in this space, touching this space, uh, set free and deliver in this space. And Lord, when it's all said and done, we're careful to give your name, all of the glory, honor, and praise. It's in the powerful name of Jesus. We pray and let the people of God say amen, amen, amen. Come on, y'all. Y'all show some uh, 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 some make some noise for my brother and uh, just send up some hearts, send up some lights. Man of God, we are turning it over to you. Let me spot, spotlight you for the people. And um, man, let's go see what God has to say uh, to us this morning. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Good morning, uh, CCC family. Uh, my my kindred, my brothers, my sisters, my beloved. Good morning to all of those that are tuned in on this morning. Whatever whatever platform you're joining us on, we welcome you into this safe space this morning. And uh, I believe that God has a word for uh, His people on this morning. Uh, our thought this morning uh, takes us to the Apostle Paul's first letter to the church at Corinth. 1 Corinthians, the sixth chapter, verses 9 through 11. Again, that's 1 Corinthians, the sixth chapter, verses 9 through 11. And I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version. Uh, And it reads as follows. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed but you are sanctified, but you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. Amen. Our thought this morning is going to be taken from that 11th verse. And it reads again, and such were some of you, but you were washed, sanctified, 
justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. I thought our topic this morning will be entitled, Look Where He Brought Me From. Look where the Lord has brought me from. I don't know about you, but for me, that just brings a smile, that brings a joy, that brings just some gladness on the inside when I'm able to look back and see where God has brought me from. The book of Corinth, ancient Greece's most important trade city was situated between the Ionian Sea and the Aegean Sea. Corinth was the connecting link between Rome, which was considered the capital of the world and the East. At Corinth around AD 51, the apostle Paul established a flourishing church made up of a cross section of the worldly minded people who had flocked to Corinth to participate in the gambling, legalized temple prostitution, business adventures and amusements available in a first century Navy town. This city became a melting pot for approximately 500,000 people who lived there at the time of Paul's arrival. <clears throat> Merchants and sailors anxious to work the docks migrated to Corinth. Professional gamblers and athletes betting on the Ithmian Games, which were the Olympic Games of that time and era, took up residence there. Slaves, sometimes freed, but with no place to go, roamed the streets both day and night. Prostitutes, both male and female, were abundant there. People from Rome, the rest of Greece, Egypt, Asia Minor, and all of the Mediterranean world relished the lack of standards and freedom of thought that prevailed in Corinth. These were the same people who eventually made up Paul's flourishing church. They all had to live together in harmony, although their national, social, economic, and religious backgrounds were all very different. I'd make a point this morning that the church at Corinth was much like the makeup of our current churches. It's a church of different people from different backgrounds. It's a church of people from different cities, different regions, different areas, different states, all migrating both near and far to a centralized location. A church of people of different backgrounds, Baptist, AME, non-denominational. We find all of these in our current churches of today. A church that's considered a melting pot of moral misfits. I believe that there are three things that we can pull from today's text. 1 Corinthians 6, verses 9 through 11. And I'd like to share those with you. The first thing we see in verse number nine is what I call the reminder. The reminder. Every once in a while, I believe that we need a reminder 
of how serious this walk is. Uh, and I believe that it is a reminder because as Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 6, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? I believe that this is a rhetorical question. But I certainly believe that the, the foundation <clears throat> had already been laid during Paul's first visit to this particular city and area. And so Paul reminds the church at Corinth that no sin shall enter the kingdom of God. What I love about this list that he, he follows up with is, while it is extensive in nature, it is certainly one that we should not bypass or overlook. Uh, oftentimes we ourselves look at this list and because our own individual sins may not be found here, we feel safe and feel secure in our relationship with God. We feel a sense of pride and spiritual arrogance, but also ignorance at the same time. Because what we fail to realize is just because uh, we are not adulterers or just because we are not idolaters, as long as we hold resentment and bitterness and malice in our hearts, we will not enter the kingdom of God. And so Paul follows this up by saying, do not be deceived. In other words, don't be tricked. Don't allow the enemy to fool, fool you. We certainly realize and understand that from the very foundation, the beginning of time, dating all the way back to the garden, that the enemy has been on his job to deceive the very elect. And so uh, it behooves us to be cautious and aware of our own individual lives and, and, and not get caught up in the wrong ways or error or sin. The second thing that I see here in this particular text, uh, I, I call moments of reflection moments of reflection and he says that here in verse number 11 and such were some of you and such were some of you reflection meaning to take into heavy consideration and serious thought i believe that every once in a while that we need to take time back and reflect and think about just where God has brought us from. Think about the things that we were once entangled in. Think about just the things that were, were, were stumbling blocks and snares in our lives. Because if we never know where we come from, we'll never know where God is taking us. So I believe we need moments of reflection where we realize that our life at one point was in shambles. I believe that if we use time to reflect, my brothers and sisters, that number one, we wouldn't be so judgmental for others when they're wrong. I believe if we took time to reflect, that we would be less self-righteous and feel so proud and puffed up. I believe that if we took moments of reflection and realized that we too were once entangled in the bondage of sin that we'd be more forgiving, we'd be more compassionate 
and we would be more humble. So moments of reflection, I think, are vital and important uh, for each one of us. And finally, the last thing we see here, uh, after we see a reminder, and after we see moments of reflecting and thinking back and looking over our lives, we see what uh, I've just simply stated as the revival. Pastor Walt has been, been speaking and, and talking at the beginning of these first 13, now this is day 14 days about the revival that's going on, not only in his church, but all over. And that's what we see here in the revival, because we see a group of people in the church of Corinth that were once dead in sin, but now are alive unto God. We see a key word in this particular portion of verse number 11. That word is but. For those that were with us on last week, Pastor Walt briefly touched on the word but, and, and that's one of my favorite words in the Bible, because but serves as a word that contrasts or serves as a contradiction between something that's coming after and something that's already been mentioned. But lets me know that it's not the end of the story. But the word but is a word that signals something is about to change and something is getting ready to happen. Minister Dawn says absolutely that but serves as a contradiction between clause A and clause B. And so in this particular verse, verse number 11, Paul says and reminds the church at Corinth, such were some of you. All of these things that were listed in verse number 10, you were once these things. But you were once an idolater, but you were once a fornicator, but you were once a liar, but. And I think that that's excellent news on this Thursday morning, that we were once lost in sin, but Jesus. He took us in. We once were lost, but now we've been found. We once were blind, but now we see. And now because we're no longer the same, I, I, I get excited because we see a process take place. And that process is a cause for revival. That process is a cause for celebration. That process is a cause for rejoicing. And Paul reminds the church at Corinth that you were once these things, but you have been washed. 
Oh, that's good news this morning to somebody. That I have been washed, that all of my filth, all of my dirt, all of my sin, all of my shame has been washed in the blood of the Lamb. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but his blood. I'm so glad that he's purchased my salvation by his blood. I know that his blood has made me whole. I'm so excited this morning that it, we have not only been washed, my brothers and sisters, but God is carrying us through a dynamic process that we've not only been washed, but God has sanctified us. And, and I love the word sanctified and I love the word sanctification because it simply means that we've been handpicked and set aside for a purpose. That's good news for somebody today that, that feels as though they have no purpose. That's good news for somebody today that feels as though that, that, that life has no meaning, that you have been sanctified. I remember growing up in a, I, I, I tell people I'm, I'm, I'm non and multi-denominational because we grew up, we first went to a Baptist church and then we went to an AME church. And finally, my, my mom settled on what we call a holiness church. And in that holiness church, those old mothers used to say, I'm saved, sanctified, and I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. And, 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 and coming from a Baptist background and coming from an AME church lead that preceded those, those, that, that place of worship, I said, I don't even know what that meant, but I thought it meant that they spoke in tongues. But I come to realize that, that speaking in tongues does no good if you won't speak to your own neighbor. I thought it meant that, 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 you used, that you could run up and down the aisle, but I come to realize that, that running up and down the aisle means no good if you won't run where God is directing you, that you won't be led by the spirit of God when your feet step outside the four walls of the church. And so what I come to understand is that sanctification and being sanctified means that I've been set aside. I'm ready to be used. I'm willing. It's Lord, here I am. Use me. I'm available for you. That's being sanctified. It's saying I've got my mind in a right place that God, wherever you want me to go, I'm willing to go. God, wherever you want me to do, I'm willing to do. God, whatever you want me to say, I'm willing to say. God, I am here, I'm ready, I'm set aside, I'm fit for your use. Ah, God has washed us, God has sanctified us, and finally, God has justified us. What do you mean? He's made us right in the eyes of God. Uh, that's good news for somebody today, that one, at one time in our life, just as the people in the church of Corinth, they were all walking in ways that were contrary and they were not right in the eyes of God, we've been made right in the eyes of God. I have been justified. The Bible says there's therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. 
and walk not after the flesh. I thank God today that we've been made right, that though that I cannot be held, that there's no condemnation, that, that the enemy can't hold my past against me. The enemy can't hold my wrong against me. The enemy can't hold my errors against me. I've been made right in the eyes of God. And as long as I've been made right in the eyes of God, it does not matter how I look in the eyes of man. And I thank God that we've been made justified, that I've been redeemed, I've been bought with a price. And my God, he changed, changed my whole life. Anybody glad today that you've been redeemed? Anybody excited that God changed your whole life? He didn't just change part of you, but he washed your mind. He washed your thoughts. He cleansed your heart. He ordered your feet to go in a, a new direction. He made your hands new. I thank God that he changed my whole life. Mm, if anybody asks you just who I am, I dare you tell them I am redeemed. Yeah, and, and, and so the thought says that we want to look and see where he brought me from. I don't know about you, but I'm excited. And I, and, I, and, I, and I give God praise today that he's brought me from a mighty long way. I, I don't know where he's brought you from, but he's brought me from a mighty, 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 mighty. Somebody might have a few mighties. Somebody might have more than a few mighties. But you ought to thank God that he's brought you from a mighty long way. If you take a moment and just a moment of reflection and see that you were once in that place, that you were once in the same place that the Corinthians is, that you once walked in a way that was contrary to the ways of God, that you once lived a life that was contrary to his will, contrary to his word, you ought to thank God and say, look where he brought me from. He brought me out of darkness. I'm walking in the light. I thank God that I'm walking in the newness of life. And when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, all that he's done for me. My soul gets happy. Why? Because I've been washed. My soul gets happy. Why? Because I've been sanctified. My soul gets happy. Why? Because I've been justified in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I'm no longer the same for I am redeemed. I thank God today that I take a moment and I say, look where he brought me from. Anybody excited? Anybody get joy? Anybody can celebrate God this morning as you take a moment and say, I thank God that he brought me from a mighty long way. Look where he brought me from. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. We thank God this morning just for this space and this time to God be the glory. We pray that some, somebody would just take a moment this day. Give God praise. Give God glory. Give God honor and reflect and see where he's brought you from and celebrate. Continue the revival that you're no longer dead to your sins and dead in sin, but you're spiritually alive 
alive unto God. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we thank you for this word. We pray, Lord, that somebody's life would be impacted, touched, that, oh God, they would remember you and remember their old ways and in a moment of reflection and be reminded of where you brought them from. God, we thank you, Lord, for sending your son, Jesus the Christ, through 42 generations, that we now have a right to the tree of life. So God, we thank you for your word. We pray, Lord, that you would continue to empower us as we go through this day. Lead us, guide us, direct us. Oh God, let your word be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. God, we pray that you touch and continue to bless those in this space. That as we come, we come with a spirit of expectancy that you would continue to speak daily afresh unto our hearts, that, we, that your word would continue to revive us, continue to live in us, and that we ultimately, Lord, that we would apply your word, be doers of your word, and not hearers only. It is in your precious son, Jesus' name, we pray together. Amen, amen, amen. Pastor Walk. Wow. Come on, family. Let's send up some hearts to God. Be the glory. Thank you, man of God, for that amazing word. Listen, love you, bro. Appreciate what God is doing in your life and your ministry. I pray that God just continues to use you and elevate you. You got a heart for God. You got a heart for righteousness. And that's the hyper type of heart that the Lord wants to use in an amazing way. Now, listen, family, look forward to seeing you all on, on tomorrow. Uh, may God bless you. May God keep you. May heaven smile upon you. God bless and go in peace. Thank you for tuning in to the Morning Inspiration with Pastor Wald podcast. This and other podcasts, as well as our live Sunday morning service, can be found on all of our streaming platforms and are also available on the new Chosen City Church app, which is available on both the Apple Store and Google Play. We would love to see you in person on Sunday morning at either our 8 a.m. or 1015 services. We are located at 13925 Irwin Road in Charlotte, North Carolina. We hope to see you soon and have a blessed day.